You know, oh, how about Paul's thorn in the flesh? Oh, that's a good one that the devil likes to use, doesn't he? But do you know what? Let me tell you a little secret here. But I want you to shout it on the rooftops when you get out of here. The thorn in the flesh was not a sickness or disease. It was not a sickness and disease. In fact, all of the things in 2 Corinthians uh, that Paul listed of the trials that he was going through, never once was sickness, disease listed in those lists. Never once. What was the thorn in the flesh then? Well, it says it was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him. It was because the persecution. A demonic spirit was following him everywhere he went to stir up persecution. Right? I mean, come on. This guy was, was stoned, almost stoned to death, thrown in prison almost everywhere that he went. The thorn in the flesh is not sickness or disease. So just forget that thought right now. Satan, I just exposed your lie. Amen. Hallelujah, and I'm glad to do it. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. Gospel. The word gospel literally means good news. Good news. Now, someone might, you know, in that Second Peter chapter 1, it says that we may be partakers. Those precious promises are there so we can be partakers of the divine nature. You don't have to live how the world does. You don't have to put up with the things that a sinner does. Do you understand me? You don't. Because you are, have been translated from the kingdom of darkness. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. From the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. Where all of these benefits are there. Someone might say, well it sounds too good to be true. Well yeah it is good, but it's true. You know, so many people get caught up in the flesh. And, just, and they're so limited in their thinking. They're just thinking with their natural mind all the time. But you know the real you is a spirit. The real you is a spirit. We are first and foremost a spiritual being. Amen? And the Holy Spirit lives in our spirit if you're a Christian. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something separate. To receive something separate, that's to receive power to be a witness for Jesus. But think about it now. That power that's available to us. Let's stop limiting our thinking. If you're going to think in the natural, it says the carnal mind is death. Right? Because then you're constantly just going to rely, your faith is always going to rely upon the natural things of this earth. Medication and all that. Now I'm, say, I'm not saying medication is bad or anything like that. Right? I mean if you have something, don't drop your medication. Wait till the doctor tells you to get off of it. Right? But don't rely on it. Don't put your faith in that medicine. It says uh, your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. We need to go higher. Amen. Can you agree with me? We need to go higher in our Christian walk. We need to walk on a higher level. Instead of being always at the, uh, the bottom. Um, let me turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, to the thorn in the flesh. I want to show you something here that's going to tie in, I think, pretty nice, having to do with that. 2 Corinthians 12. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this. If Paul's thorn in the flesh was a sickness and disease, 
then we might as well just throw the Bible out right now. If, if the thorn in the flesh was a sickness or disease, we might as well take this Bible and throw it in the trash right now. We can't rely upon it. We can't base our faith on it then. Pretty bold statement, isn't it? How can I say that? Because if Paul's thorn in the flesh was a sickness or disease, it would, it would be uh, contrary to everything else that's said in the Bible. Everything else that's said in the Bible that talks about healing, what Jesus did, how he delivered us from the curse of law, how by his stripes we are healed. If Paul's thorn in the flesh was a sickness or a disease, well, we can't base our faith on the word of God then. We couldn't trust it because it would throw everything else off. Everything else in the Bible would be contrary then. Amen. And we know the word of God does not contradict itself. Every, from Genesis to Revelation, everything is congruent. So if you find something that, you read something that it sounds, uh, oh boy, this sounds contrary. The problem is never with the word of God. The problem is with our understanding of that scripture. Because the Bible is always going to stay congruent. Amen. Mm. Glory to God. I never thought of that before until this meeting, to be honest with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's see here. I want to read something to you. Let me just find the place that I want to read here. Hallelujah. Let me see here. <laughs> Satan's so clever, though, isn't he? You know, one thing I found about the devil, he doesn't cross-reference. The devil doesn't cross-reference. He'll pull out one scripture and he twists it. He'll never cross-reference it. Why? Because if he cross-reference it, it would expose that he's a liar. Amen. Woo, glory to God. I'm getting happy up here tonight. <laughs> All right. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Listen to this. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. <laughs> and he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, let me just say something here. It w he's, so, Paul sought the Lord three times to take this thing away. And the Lord says, No, my grace is sufficient. All right? It's in line with Obviously, it was persecution because, listen to me, Christians, we were never promised to be delivered from persecution on this earth. Jesus said, you're going to have persecution. That's why Paul wasn't delivered from that persecution. It's not a sickness or a disease. Like I said, if it was, we might as well throw this Bible out. Amen. Glory to God. I know I'm, I'm hitting a bullseye somewhere tonight in the spirit realm. Amen. Hallelujah. So, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness or, or infirmities or inability to produce results. Most gladly, therefore, I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. Now, go into the hospital and go up to a two-year-old child who's full of cancer on their deathbed. You expect a child to be happy about that? 
Amen. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities. It, it, it angers me what Satan tries to do, twisting this scripture. Not even talking about sickness or disease. Now listen. It's, go back to verse 7. And lest I should be exalted above measure. Uh, I want to make sure I explain this right here. I had a revelation of this, and, and I want to make sure I present it to you properly here. All right, unless I be exalted above measure because of the abundance of revelation. Where you guys, you guys are all sitting down right now, okay? You guys are on the same plane. Now, how many of you know when the Holy Ghost gives you a revelation from the Word? How many of you know, Wayne, stand up. It's going to take you above the natural plane. And Satan's going to do everything he can to buffet you, boom, 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 to get you to set back down, to bring you back on the normal range. Notice, it was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet. It doesn't say the Lord sent that thing, because that would be totally contrary. So the importance of, of praying in tongues, getting into the Bible, meditating on the scripture, stand up. It's going to bring you above the normal. Amen? That's what I'm saying. We need to go higher. And it was, you may sit down. <laughs> and it was not sickness or a disease. It wasn't some stinking air, uh, eye problem. How many of you heard that before? Oh, it had to have been his eye problem. The old brother probably had pus falling on the ground everywhere he went. People buy this stuff. And people are in their graves right now because they bought into it. Amen. <laughs> oh, glory. Oh, well, I'm glad you're here tonight. Just remember, how many of you know, can you, uh, can you attest to this? When you have gotten a revelation from the Holy Spirit, something that, whoa, just made you skyrocket. Were you attacked even more after that revelation? Why? Because Satan tried to come to buffet you. To bring you back down to your normal range. He doesn't want you to go higher in the Lord. Does that make sense to you? I just feel like hammering on that point. I'm telling you people, there is such a higher level that we can walk as a Christian. There is a divine uh, nature that we can walk into. Come on, the Holy Ghost lives in us. We have power to raise the dead. Amen. Power to cast out devils, raise the dead, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. But if you're going to be stuck in that carnal mindset, it says the carnal mind is enmity against God. Why? Because the carnal mind is never going to prompt you to go out and do spiritual things. Amen. Boy, I'm kind of getting off course here with a healing meeting. But I felt the Holy Spirit... Wanted me to, to pump that in you today. Um, that's powerful. Exalt, lest I be exalted above measure. So it wasn't God who was trying to bring him back down and humble him. No, no, no. No, no. Paul was very humble. You read the scripture. All, all the scriptures that the Holy Ghost used him to write. 
he was a very humble man. In fact, he said, I'm, I'm the least of all the apostles. What are you talking about, Paul? You're the one that the Holy Ghost used to write almost a whole New Testament. And you're the least of all? He was not prideful. It was not sent by God to humble him. God wants you to go higher. Amen. And just expect it. You're going to have tribulation. Amen. You're not, you know, don't expect that. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble. That's why the Lord said, no, my grace, my strength, everything I gave you is sufficient. Now go do the work of the kingdom of God. Amen. Mm. All right. Now, healing, back to that. Healing is a basic th theme throughout the Old Testament. Uh, Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 7, Psalm 103. Go to Psalm 103 again here. Psalm 103, and uh, we're going to be looking at verses 1 through 5 on here. Now, this is the Old Testament. The Old Testament. The Old Testament were, remember, where God wasn't very happy with his people because they always rebelled? My, I'm trying to hammer the point that healing was in the Old Testament, all throughout the Old Testament. Look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases. Notice they go together. Forgiveness of sin, sins taken away, sickness and disease, no legal right. Verse 4, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies the mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, come on, uh, take a hold of that one, ladies. I know you, <laughs> you like that. So there, he who heals all thy diseases. Okay, now... Um, it says in Psalm 107 that God sent his word and healed them. Notice in John 1, 1, Jesus is called the word. God sent his son, the word, and by his stripes we are healed. Amen? Um, let's see. Psalm 91. Go to Psalm 91. I gotta, I'm going to try to go through these quick here, but I just want to pump you full of the word here. Psalm 91, 15 through 16. I want you to notice, Psalm 91, verses 1 through 14, is a confession. A confession from the psalmist unto God. Notice verse 2 starts out, says, I will say of the Lord. And then it goes on to say, surely he shall deliver me. The psalmist is speaking faith confessions. And now notice verse 15 and 16. God speaks back and responds to that faith of the psalmist. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. This is God talking. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation and show him my deliverance, my preservation, my healing, my health, my soundness. Amen. Now, there's an importance. Confess the word of God daily. Speak the word. Because as it says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. 
Well, it don't matter if I'm up here, a preacher, speaking to you the word, or if you're speaking it yourself while you're vacuuming or whatever. Because you're still, the word's coming out of your mouth and coming right back around to your ear, and you're hearing it. It don't matter who's speaking it, because it's not your word, it's the word of God. So there's power in confession, confessing the word. Now, I do want to say this now about faith, about faith. I'm going to be getting more into faith in the healing meetings in the future, uh, here, near future. But with faith, faith is not denying the problem. Faith is not denying that there's a problem. Faith is denying it's right to be there. Think about that. Amen. Faith, oh, glory to God. It's not denying the problem. It's denying it's right to be there. And taking authority over that thing. Amen. So, so don't say, well, I don't have this. I don't." Have. No. If you do, let's admit it and let's deal with that thing. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Proverbs 4, verse 20. Proverbs 4, verse 20. And I'm going to be going through 22. It says this, My son... Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, we have some important keys here. Number one, if, you have, if you're taking notes, write this down. Or get a free CD after the service. Number one, incline thine ear unto my sayings. It's saying, perk up your ear. Listen to what I'm saying. The Holy Ghost, the word. Number two, don't let those words or the word of God depart from your eyes. Keep them in front of you. You know, sometimes make uh, little flashcards or something. Keep them with you. Just something, you know, lunch hour from your job or something. Look over them, speak them, keep them, in, keep them in front of your eyes. Number uh, three, keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Well, we talked about it earlier. The word of God is a seed, and the seed needs to be planted in your heart. And it says, keep my words in the midst of your heart. Why? So fruit can come forth. So, so my prosperity, my healing can come forth in every area of your life. Oh, that's a powerful scripture. Now, something else I want to bring up is this. It says, for they, for what? The word, the word of God. For they are life unto those that find them. Knowledge, there's that knowledge again. Those who find them, to those who know what their benefits are. And health to all of their flesh. That's amazing. How much clearer can it get that healing is, in, is available to us today? It, it, health, you know that word health there could also be translated medicine. Medicine, literally, that's what the Greek word, it could be translated health or medicine. So the word of God is medicine to all of our flesh. So, you know, some people say, some people have said, yeah, but, you know, yeah, just our spirit saved and, you know, the body's still under sin and, 
you know, that stuff's going to come. Stuff's going to ha- attack you, sickness. and Oh, really? So the Word of God doesn't know what it's talking about then. Because it's health. It's medicine to all of our flesh even. All three parts. Man is a tripart being. We're a spirit. We live in a body. And we possess a soul. Mind, will, and emotions. Right? All three parts are covered in the New Testament. All three are covered in the New Testament. Matthew 8, 16. Matthew chapter 8, 16. Now we're jumping into the New Testament here. Remember that scripture I read to you in Isaiah 53, verses 4 through 5, that talks about how Jesus was wounded for our transgressions by stripes we were healed, in a nutshell. Now, look at a scripture, Matthew 8, 16 and 17, that literally shows Jesus in action healing and points back to that very scripture in the Old Testament. Listen to this. When the evening was come, they brought unto him, unto Jesus, many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Look at verse 17. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, what we just read, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. Right there in the New Testament. It's showing, it's, that scripture right there put its stamp of approval on the Old, uh, T- Old Testament prophecy. Jesus literally was fulfilling that prophecy and he still is. Why? Hebrews 13.8. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Amen. We can rely on him. We can trust him. Uh, Divine healing, miracles, they're still for today. They're still taking place. Too Too many Christians are making God the I was rather than the I am. I am still healing, he says. Right? Not that I was. You know, I, I heard some people talk before that that healing and miracles ended with the very last apostle. When the last apostle died, it ended. Now, isn't that stupid to think? Now, think about this now. Can you imagine the, whoever the last apostle to, to die was? I don't know. But isn't that just stupid? Say there's a huge healing line here, and you have the last apostle who's on his deathbed. You have a couple people holding him up, right? And maybe have something to prop his arm up like this. Right, hurry up, hurry up, get through the line. He's getting ready to die. Get Give me a break. Surely, devil, there's got to be a better one than that. But these are the lies that people are buying into because they're blinded. And it has to be a supernatural blinding. Because this is, it, you see, as I'm bringing this up to you, you see how clear it is? How clear it is that healing is still for today. Healing is provided in the atonement and what Jesus has done for us. Now, in the Old Testament, there's types and shadows that point to Jesus' finished work on the cross. I'll give you the scripture and you can go to them on your time, but... Uh, Numbers chapter 21 verse 9 talks about the brazen serpent. When people uh, spoke against Moses and and the leadership, blah, 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 
the people, uh, fiery serpents came down in the, in the wilderness, in the desert, and, and was biting them. And the people are saying, Moses, pray for us. Well, of course, Moses, being the nice guy he was, he prayed for him. And God said, put a uh, brazen serpent on a pole and stick it in there. And whoever looks up at that brazen serpent will be healed. That is a type and a shadow of Jesus. It means look up to Jesus. Get your eyes off of your symptoms. Get your eyes off of yourself and look to Jesus because that's where the healing is. Right? Uh, Passover. It said that Jesus is our Passover. Look in Exodus uh, 12. When uh, the blood, blood was on the doorpost, the death angel passed by. Amen. If you're a Christian today, you have the blood of Jesus upon you. Right? Uh in Hebrews 8.6, it says that Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Now, come on. If healing and all the power of God was dispatched in the Old Testament, don't you think under this new and better covenant with better promises, you think that's taken away? No. Grace will be multiplied unto you through knowledge of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get into the word. Find out what belongs to you. I'm getting ready to finish up here. Hallelujah. Romans 8.32 says that he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Now, the other point. Jesus came to reveal the will of the Father. Amen. Jesus is the expression of the will of God. John 14, 6. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.